up, guys? It is Kendall Roosing here. We are back with another episode uh, episode of Get a Grip with Kay. I'm your host, Kendall Roosing. Um, and man, this is the first solo episode I have done since the beginning of the podcast. And it is fitting because today is episode 15. It was supposed to be the six-month anniversary or that's not right. Yeah. Six month anniversary, six month celebration, whatever of the podcast, but because we launched in December, but clearly I am recording this in the middle of July. So I'm a little bit late, but nonetheless, I'm excited to kind of bring you guys up to speed on what has transpired since December um, and just give a little bit of a raw life update. Uh, what has happened with me lately is I've done a couple Q&A boxes on Instagram and I get all these great, amazing questions uh, and then I have a lack of response <laughs> to them. But the beautiful thing is that they are lodged in my memory. I do screenshot them. I do save them. And so I'm going to address some of those things today. You know, little talk a little bit about my life. You guys a little bit of an update just kind of get current in a way that I feel like I don't get to do much on other platforms like Instagram for example because we don't have you know this long format time period so I want to bring a little bit of love to you today a little bit of light um, and just a little bit of my shared experience and just bring you know what I have to offer to the table so in December when we launched the podcast I had just left ADCC with for in September with a torn um, MPFL and it and a dislocated patella, which is my kneecap on my left side. And I had also been healing this really insane lower back injury from all of last year. So basically since February, late February, early March of 2022, I've been injured. And those of you guys who have watched my competitive career know or listened to the first episode of this podcast. And if you haven't, it may be a good idea to listen to that to get up to date on the injury stuff if you're interested in my competitive career. But not necessary. I will kind of review it. Um, anyway, so through all of last year from like February, March until now, which is over a year later. So I think we're at about 16 months ish through all of that time. I've been dealing with major injuries and I'm 25 years old. This is the first time in my life I've had major injuries like this. And I've been a combat athlete since I was five. Not that I haven't had injuries before, but nothing this long lasting. So from the podcast till now, wanted to bring you guys on a little bit of an update and some of my major lessons learned in the last call it seven months um, of my life before we go into, you know, interviewing some new podcast guests soon. So welcome to the show. Sit back, relax. Well, don't relax too much if you're driving right now, because I hope that you're paying attention or if you're working out or walking or something. But anyway, enjoy. Just going to give you guys a little bit of an update. So in the beginning of this year, it's hard to think back that far. Like what has gone on since then? I mean, number one, I have been traveling um, quite a bit again. Like it's July right now. And in the last few months, I've finally been able to travel and teach seminars. And again, um, I taught in Chicago. I had a big tour in Australia and New Zealand where I did a, an Oceana tour out there and was able to have an amazing experience with teaching seminars and commentating and training. But to be honest, my experience with coming back to the mats outside of like teaching, um, still interviewing and commentating for Flow Grappling and other organizations. I've been able to do a bunch of different kinds of shows and kind of expand my talents and experience in that area. Um, so outside of that, though, with training, honestly, I've had a very, very, very hard time. <laughs> it's a strange thing because I'm someone who is very spiritually based, very connected with what I feel is you know this greater force or this greater field of energy that we are all a part of. And you can call it you know, for me, I can call it love, I can call it God, I, universe, whatever, uh, suits your fancy, but, or just energy. 
And I feel like I've consistently gotten nudges um, into forcing me into more surrender and peace and acceptance. And as somebody who has been notoriously an extreme person her entire life, either on one end of the spectrum or the other, that has been a really challenging but beautiful opportunity for me to change a lot of my ideas about who I am, where I take my value from, what I find is important about myself, my interactions with validation with other people, um, and also just my ability to slow down and like the speed that I go at in a general in a general sense. So the reason I say it's been tough coming back is because I have felt like I've done a lot of the right things. I did stem cells with Ways to Well. Um, I love them. They are awesome. Can't say enough good thing about Ways to Well. If you are in the Texas area or they do distance learning stuff too, you guys can check them out. I think it's ways to well.org. Um, Brigham and the team there are amazing. They sponsored me as an athlete. I'm super grateful for their help. Um, worked with them multiple times. So I did that. Um, I have, you know, a strength and conditioning protocol. I have been to tons of physical therapy. I do a lot of acupuncture and dry needling. I've done a lot of the right stuff and overall a lot of rest and a lot of recovery and things of that nature. And also when I'm coming back in on the mats, I am usually, I didn't used to always be this way, but I'm better at it now, pretty cautious. I train in smart positions. I train with people I know I can trust. I will, you know, go at 60 to 70% and watch weird positions. So with all of that being said, you know, since I've updated you guys last December, I would say my body has made a lot of great improvements in both my knee and my back injuries. But one will kind of nag more than the other. And I can't seem to get my body to a place where everything is moving cohesively and I can get in solid, solid training throughout a week. I probably can get, you know, a couple good days of jujitsu in in a week and my strength conditioning a couple days a week. And I want to also, you know, say that per for perspective's sake, that is something that I'm really grateful for in general to be able to move, to be able to walk and be entering the mats. I do have to be careful. Again, it's not like super hard competition training two or three days a week. It's like, you know, much more moderate and I have to watch it, but I'm grateful I can move. But for someone who is a competitive athlete to be considering coming back to the mats and competing, it is not, you know, the level of confidence in my body where I can just go and shake hands and you know train super hard and be skill building constantly. Um, that's not where we're at right now. Now I do have some things on the horizon that I think I will be ready in time for And I'll let you guys know, like, as that comes up, but I just wanted to talk a little little bit about like the real life situation and struggles that I find myself in as a professional athlete in the prime of my career or what I have found to be the prime of my career. I feel like I was on a really big uphill sprint in my career before this back injury in early 2022 and then even kind of squeaked my way through ADCC late last year in, in September, thought I was, you know, I felt like I was absolutely capable of winning that day. I felt on fire and then I had this freak accident in my knee. So to look at being in my prime and then being what feels like kicked off the mats for 16 months going on, you know, we'll see how much longer this takes me, has been a really, really big challenge. There have been many days where I've questioned whether or not competitive jujitsu was in my future. And it's funny to think back to December because I don't think I ever would have questioned that at this time. But because of the grit and resilience and 
consistency that I've had in the last, you know, six or seven months with the results not being exactly as I'd like them to, what has happened for me is not a level of doubt of capability necessarily. Now, there have been moments of that and the people closest to me know that. And there have been moments of like, oh my God, am I ever going to be X, Y, or Z again? Am I ever going to be able to win again? Am I ever going to have that champion feeling again? Will I be able to train without hesitation? There have been moments like this and then I get back on the horse and I have beautiful people around me to remind me of where to steer the ship and I can do that for myself. But I think this situation has forced me to get comfortable with envisioning my life without competitive jiu-jitsu. And even though that's really scary at some moments because I love competing in jiu-jitsu so much, it has also just made me bring a lot more value, awareness, and appreciation for other areas of my life in a way that I don't know if I would have had to do at 25 years old had I not had these injuries. So that has been a really, really big path shift and struggle that was unexpected for me. And what that has resulted in, though, has been a lot, a lot, a lot of great things. Um, the podcast, I love podcasting. I love being here with you guys, um, sharing and interviewing people and just sharing this space in a new way. So I really enjoy doing that. And competing makes that a little more difficult. I also, uh, my Jiu-Jitsu Accelerator mentorship program, I got to run that again earlier this year. And that was super special. I had amazing students on board for that. I took them through a 90-day program in the areas of Jiu-Jitsu, nutrition, strength, strength and conditioning, and mindset. And basically, the program is designed to bring anybody who's a Jiu-Jitsu practitioner from bronze to gold level performance in those areas and to give you the tools that I wish that I had when I was, you know, blue, purple belt, even, you know, before that as well. And the guidance and the leadership, the mentorship and the community to connect with other people who are on the same path. So I was able to do that again, which was, which I hadn't really done, um, you know, while I was in that competitive prime period. So that was really special. I also got to revamp the entire program and change it all up and upgrade it and all that. And now I'm actually, as we speak, about to launch a new program that I'm developing, which is a mindset mastery course. So it's all about competitive mindset, training mindset, on and off the mats, um, things like self-talk, visualization, lots of different tools and strategies to rewire the way that we view ourselves in the world and how we get there to, to what we want to be and, and all that. So that those two projects have been super fun. And I don't know if those would have quite happened if I wasn't, if I was competing full time, it's a little bit tough to manage all that. The other thing to mention, um, just to bring you guys a little bit more into what I do in my life on a day to day basis this is a big Q and a question I get a lot is like, what does your life actually look like on a day to day? Um, and what, you know, what is the boring stuff that you do is for those of you guys who don't know, I, own and operate, I co-own and operate for Gracie Baja gyms. We have Redlands, Newport Beach, Riverside, and Corona. So with those four gyms, um, with me stepping out of my competitive prime just a little bit, I've really been able to step into even more of a leadership role with those things and take on different responsibilities that I had been not paying as close of attention to before. And that has been a really, really, really big uh, stepping stone for me in my own personal development and also the development of our staff, our students, our team members, my business partners. Um, so it's been really, really beautiful 
to do that as well. And I found myself, you know, reaching for more business development and personal development and psych and group psychology information that I wasn't necessarily deep diving in as quite as much before because of this shift in purpose and direction. So that's another thing that shifted. I also just celebrated a year, um, with my relationship with my boyfriend, Chris, and that was really special. So been able to, with my flexibility and not competing as much, you know, definitely pour a lot of time and energy into my relationship, which I really love. So that's been really beautiful. So with all of that being said and commentating, interviewing, of course, you know, if I'm, I would, I would, <laughs> I would say prefer, I would love to be on shows fighting, but if I can't be fighting, I love commentating and interviewing and it's a skill that I'm trying to get better at and I'm seeking mentorship into. I also hired a business coach, which was the highest personal development, uh, what's the word? Investment that I've ever made, like very, very high level. Like there are a lot of zeros on there. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, one, two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just said that I made like a, I'm just laughing at myself because I'm talking about business and I can't even count how many digits are in this thing. And it's really not that many. I made a five uh, digit, five digit investment in a business coach. So like in our bigger businesses and the schools and other things, we've made bigger investments for sure. But for me personally, like to do something like that with, uh, it was a big deal. So I did that. And you know, it's funny like coming on a podcast because I feel like I thought about having a prepped script for today and thinking about topics that I could go into. But really the purpose of today was just to give an update on my life for those of you guys who listened in December and those of you guys who watch along and have interest in what's going on. And one of the biggest things, honestly, so anyway, so I didn't make a script. And so all this is just coming out and I'm promising not to edit anything out later. That's like a nice commitment that I like to keep to myself to keep it nice and raw. So one thing that I was going to mention too is I've been having a really awkward, I would say, time navigating social media. My social media was always based at based like a journal. I always treated it like a journal. It was always like, oh, I just go in and drop how I'm feeling and tell the truth. I would talk about body image. I would talk, oh, actually, it's worth mentioning that I have dived even deeper into my eating disorder recovery program in the last six months than I have in a really long time. And that more to come on that. And that's something that's pretty private and dear to my heart. But I just wanted to be an advocate for getting help when you need it and speaking your truth and having mentorship. Um, for me, there's nothing more powerful in my life other than like my relationship with myself and what I call God. Other than that, mentorship um, is man mentorship and love are the the top two things that I look for um, in my relationships a lot of the time so anyway we just want to be an advocate for that but I've been having a hard time with my relationship with social media because I used to talk about body image but I used to talk about you know mental struggles I used to talk about motivation but everything was centered around my athletic career at the end of the day you know at the end of the day I was sharing my journey as a young girl looking to be a professional athlete and sharing a lot of different branches of my life along the way. And what we have done now, or what I have done now, is I've really taken out the core piece of what I share, which is my competitive journey, my training journey, my travel to compete and deal with wins and losses journey, and all that. And as somebody who coaches jujitsu athletes and also as somebody who is like an athlete who shares their journey to take the athlete part away has been really shifting. And 
very uncomfortable at times for me because I've always viewed social media as just show up and share whatever's going on. But I would say most of the people that follow me, if you want to call them fans or followers or just people that enjoy my corner of the internet, like the little space that I have, come from jiu-jitsu. And so for the jiu-jitsu girl to take out jiu-jitsu has been rocky for me. And I think the important thing that I found for myself is to keep showing up authentically and just to tell the truth and to not posture in a way that I think to think I need to for engagement or for fan approval or for validation. But I'm human, you know? And so there have been times within this last however many months since, I mean, even since before ADCC, but especially since then. So, you know, since last September or so. Even since then, like all the way since then, I have had moments of struggling feeling like, oh man, I need to get in the gym and film a technique video. I need to make sure I film my lifts so that I can share that so that people can see I'm recovering. I need to talk about this one time I competed so I can share this story about mental uh, performance so that people will understand that I'm still an athlete. I need to talk about updates on my injuries. Like all of these kinds of things when I didn't feel like I wanted to, or I didn't feel like it was true to what was going on for me. It wasn't my truth at the time. What was true for me at the time was, hey, I'm having this business struggle or this thing with one of my staff members, or hey, I'm really frustrated about my injury and not being able to train, and I'm tired of going to the gym and lifting weights, or like, <laughs> or like, hey, this is what I'm working on inside one of my relationships or with my family. Like, you know, it's so I just wanted to put that out there a little bit to tell my truth, get on the same page with those of you guys who are here with me on this journey, just to say that I have fallen into the trap of feeling like I've needed to do that before, but I try to resist every single time because it's not sustainable for me to show up on social media in a way that isn't true to who I am and what's going on for me in real life. So I've tried to always go back to the concept of, for me, social media is a journal. Like it literally is just me sharing stuff. And as I've used social media for business, that's changed a little bit doing my programs and things like that. But I still, everything is written by me. It's from the heart. And it's what's going on for me at the time. And I think that is why I've been able to make authentic connections and land with people on social media and podcasts and, sing, and things like this. So it's something that I think a lot of people don't talk about with social. And I can understand why, because, you know, it feels like when you have social, uh, when, when you use social for business, which I do, I use it as part of my personal brand. I'm supposed to show up and be whether it's inspiring or have something smart to say or something worthy or worthwhile rather than being you know some like people who consider themselves influencers it may be a different energy right they can just show up and they post their outfit and they tag their things and and that's their and that's their branding and it's great it's beautiful but because that has never been my way of showing up online it feels very weird for me to do that or to not have to any, have anything to say about jujitsu so it's so funny now like i'll post like a selfie and put like a lyric caption or something and I have this like initial thought of like, oh my God, people don't care about this. They follow me for jujitsu. Like this is so weird. So I just wanted to put some actual words to what goes on sometimes in the minds of, I can't speak for other people. I have talked to other people who do social media who have had this experience, but for someone who has been shifting a lot in identity and purpose with their career and feeling like their career has been taken away from them without their consent, like without my choice, I didn't just wake up and decide to stop competing. This is something that in a lot of ways has been out of my control. And so to be able to have 
myself reflected online to thousands of people in that process, it's been hard to sometimes know exactly what to say or what to share. So I guess that's what I'm trying to do here on this podcast. And, you know, I had this idea that I'd show up here today and sound super professional and know what I was going to say, like I said, and it's just not what we're doing. And I think for me, it's flexing a muscle of just getting on here and sharing with, with you guys what is going on. And I hope that some of it can be helpful or useful in some way. But for me, what I'm finding most beautiful these days is like, I try to wake up every day and do a brain dump. And I know that most, like many people that I, that I know in business, they have much more organized ways of designing their life. (laughs) But, and I think that I'll get there. But right now what is working for me is I wake up, I have, you know, usually if I'm not traveling that day, like I'm literally flying to Vancouver tomorrow to teach a women's uh, Jits and Eats camp for three days. So I'll be traveling again. And when I do that a little bit more, things get off. But for the most part, I have like one and a half to two hours in the morning to myself. And during that time, like my routine's always the same. I wake up, wash my face and my teeth, all of that. I try to get dressed or brush my hair. Sometimes I just brush my hair and I save getting dressed to get till later. <laughs> I go downstairs um, I make my coffee, I drink my water, my supplements, my coffee has like heavy cream and collagen in it. So it's enough, um, like sustenance to not have to eat for like a, an hour or two. Don't worry. I don't starve or anything. I eat breakfast a little soon after that. But during my morning routine, I like take my coffee, I go upstairs and then I start my routines. I usually will meditate. I read, I do some writing. I do some stuff for my recovery. Um, And I just kind of check in with myself and see what I need. And then when I start my like work portion of the day, I do a brain dump and I put down everything that I want to get done that day or just anything on that's on my mind in a list of to do's that isn't already like sometimes I I keep like digital to do lists, but if it's not already in there or even if it is, but it's just on my mind, I put that down. Then later I cross reference that with what's in my digital thing. And the reason this has been working so well for me as somebody who feels like they have like 10,000 million jobs, like podcasting, social, interviewing, competing, trading, uh, not to mention owning and operating for in-person tangible businesses and two online coaching businesses and like plenty of other things. I manage like multiple teams of people. So many other things that I'm missing right now. But um, as someone who has so many roles, for me, it's become important as my identity has shifted in jujitsu, especially not knowing when I'll return and not having a solid timeline and not getting the same like value, validation, all of that, that I normally get like sense of self that I get from succeeding and competing and striving and even training hard because there's so much pride and, and, um, beautiful energy that comes from training hard and exerting yourself that I'm not receiving at this time because I have to do other forms of things to do my exercise and my training. So it's a little different. So because I'm not getting that, I have to really evaluate. It's become very important for me to evaluate what is feeling good to me. What am I feeling drawn toward? What do I want to do? What am I, what am I enjoying? What do I not like? What is on my to-do list that I'm dreading? And some of those things are non-negotiables that have to get done. But for the most part, this has helped me decide and rediscover and give myself space and allowance to rediscover what I want to be and where I want to go. And so it's allowed me to dream again. And so even though I miss competing so much, like there is nothing like, you know, that amazing, beautiful, movement of energy through my body when I compete and I perform and I go do my job and I do my best work and I strive for excellence um, and I fight another person <laughs> with combat, even though that is an irreplaceable feeling, without who the question becomes, who am I without that? Who am I without being a competitive jiu-jitsu athlete? And the person I am, Kendall, 
is a lot of things without jujitsu. And jujitsu has become a vehicle of self-expression for me. It's become a vehicle of self-improvement. It has also shown me a lot of my weaknesses, a lot of my blind, the things that I've been blind to or are in the dark about. But it is not the be all end all. And there are tons of other things that I'm, I love to do. I'm good at. I find her fun. I'm curious about. I'm not very good at, but I want to be better. So it's opened up my opportunity to be creative again. And so that's something that I'm super grateful for in this process. And there are still are days where I just get frustrated. I get annoyed. I'm like, I mean, man, I'm sitting here and like my back hurts, you know? And I had two great training sessions this week, Monday and Tuesday. I trained super hard. I was able to get tons of rounds in. It was great. But not every week looks like that for me. And so even though there are things on the horizon that I'm planning to compete in, and I'll let you guys know as soon as I'm able to announce them, um, this is just my honest truth, you know, that going through this process has forced me to ask a lot of questions of myself because this wasn't really by choice, but I do believe that it was by divine design. Um, and whether that is the truth or I'm viewing or I'm choosing to view it that way doesn't really matter to me so much because I'm able to make the most of it and live a life that I'm really excited about today and proud of. And there are still parts of it that are, like I said, some of those non-negotiables that are not my favorite things to do, or maybe I need to learn to delegate more. But for the most part, I'm getting to explore a lot about what excites me. And I think the idea of this episode today is, you know, this podcast is called Get a Grip right? So you guys probably know I ask everybody on the podcast what it means to have a grip on your life. And I don't even remember if I answered on the first episode. But for me today, what it means to have a grip on my life is to have structures and routines that make me love my life on a daily basis that I'm also not afraid to step out of when I feel called to do so. And living in a way where I feel that I get to live in love, in the frequency of love, enjoy, be in a nice balance of my feminine and masculine energy, because I've struggled with that a lot my whole life, especially as a competitive athlete, entrepreneur, and a content creator in masculine fields, <laughs> being a woman in that arena um, can sometimes be difficult for me to move into what I feel is like feminine energy, which I've learned a lot about in the last couple of years, but specifically in the last year. Um, if I'm able to live in harmony and honor my energy while also striving in chasing the things that light me up, that is what it feels like for me to have a grip on my life. And there's a lot that's encompassed with that. You know, I love the ability to pour into my relationships. I love the ability to honor my cycle as a woman and rest when needed. I love the ability to feel like such a badass at other times and absolutely smash through a week getting to the end feeling like I am on top of the world and I really move the needle in all my arenas that I'm passionate about. And I love the ability to let my creativity through and to leave space for creativity and openness in my energy. And when I get bogged down with having a pinpointed plan that must be, that I must make happen, 
it really kills a lot of those things that I described that I loved. And so even though I've been taken away, so to speak, from the th one of the things in my life that I love the most, it has forced me to grow, to water, to nurture the other areas of my life that I didn't even know that I loved and appreciated so much. It has really changed the way that I view the world and view my life being taken away from what I thought was my purpose, you know, at one point. Do I think competitive jiu-jitsu is still part of my purpose in my future? Yes, I do. But I don't know when and I don't know how long. And so my goal now is to create a life I love no matter what, with or without that. And I think as somebody, if if someone does not have something in their life like jiu-jitsu or another passion, a job, a relationship, whatever, that they feel absolutely devoted to. It may be hard to imagine why this is such a significant thing to take out. But if you do have something like that, then you will understand the hole, the gaping hole that it leaves if it's ripped out, if it has happened to you or if you can imagine it happening to you. And so in the gaping hole, I found a lot of beauty and I filled the hole with a lot of other stuff and life got really good and life was always good, you know, before, but this is the best my life has ever been. And so there are darker days and days where I don't feel exactly like I do right now, but for the most part, I come back to this energy of gratitude and expansion. And I trust that, look, if I'm doing all the right things, this is where, this is where it gets tricky. If I'm doing everything to get to this goal, to this thing that I want, which, you know, winning ADCC, winning the worlds, whatever. If I'm doing everything quote unquote right and it's not happening, then maybe, maybe it's not working harder or trying harder that is the key. Maybe it's time to try to do something different and then circle back to this later or just be patient and fill your time and energy with other things. And that's really what I've been doing. It's not saying no to jujitsu, but it's saying yes to a whole lot of other stuff so that I don't have to say no to my life just because jujitsu is not an option at this time. So I really just wanted to say that I appreciate you guys sticking with this weird, ever-changing journey. I appreciate you tuning in to listen or watch or hear stuff that is different than what my message used to be. And if it's stuff that doesn't resonate with you anymore, that's also totally okay. The internet is a really big place and there's a lot of stuff to tune in and out of and you've got to choose what works for you. But if it does, I'm really happy you're here. I'm really, really happy you're here because I'm rediscovering myself in a lot of ways. There's a lot of opportunities I haven't been able to talk about yet um, that are in the works with different career options for me and some new exciting um, possibilities that are coming up that are outside of the combat sports world that I'm excited to share with you guys. But I just appreciate you and I appreciate me too for continuing to show up even though I don't always know what to say. I'm just a human, I'm just a girl. It's my favorite phrase lately. Like I'm just a girl, I'm just a human girl sharing my experience and I enjoy doing that. So I'm really glad that you're here sharing it with me and allowing me to express myself to the fullest ability that I know how. And I'm sure that I will get better at doing that authentically as I go too, getting better at communicating and, and things like that. So this six month episode is late, but it is a six month celebration. And the last thing that I will add, I'll, I'll, um, other than my thank you, is that 
we are running or I am running a six month giveaway for the podcast. So if you leave a review of the podcast, whether that's on Apple or Spotify, oh shoot, actually, I don't know if you can leave a review on Spotify. Maybe it's just Apple. Wow. Look at me go. (laughs) I'm not going to edit this. If you leave a review, um, or if you like rate it based on the stars, or if you subscribe on YouTube. So basically on wherever you like to listen or watch, if you review and or like follow, um, subscribe, all of that, and send a screenshot of it to at get a grip with K, which is our Instagram. If you send it there, you'll be entered into a giveaway. And yes, multiple uh, things, entries, whatever, are allowed. So you can do it on all three. You can leave comments on YouTube and screenshot those and send them. And there's going to be a giveaway for a bunch of K merch and one of my instructionals, my um, BJJ Fanatics instructionals. So it'll be that and a bunch of K merch, tees, hoodies, a lot of cool stuff. So we're doing a giveaway for that. I will post the exact details of when it closes in the caption here so you guys can see that. And then I'll DM you personally to get you your stuff. So I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for watching this crazy journey. This podcast is new, but I've been on social for a long time, a lot of years. And many of you have watched me grow up through this online space. And I hope I get to even connect with you in person at some point if we haven't already. So I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in from the bottom of my heart. I hope that this connects with you. And I hope that you know that I really, just really appreciate you. And I know I keep repeating that, but I just, there's nothing I love more about social media than connecting with another person. So I see you and thank you and I'll catch you in the next episode. Till then.